at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So when I was a kid, and I know this is also the case with my brothers as well in KwaZulu-Natal, we had the opportunity to take part in the Wilderness Leadership School, which was the most extraordinary experience. And uh, it was founded by Dr. Ian Player and Makubu Ntombela in 1957. I'm afraid I was a much... It was much further on. It wasn't quite 1957. In fact, it was a good 20, 30 years after that. But nevertheless, it was the most extraordinary experience going with um, the other kids from my school and learning about what it meant to be in the wilderness, learning what it meant to be a leader at a young age. And certainly I will never, ever forget our guide at the time saying, this is the tree that you can brush your teeth with. And I think at a kind of age of whatever I was, 13 or whatever, I just remember thinking, that's incredible. Nevertheless, on the line with us is Cheryl Curry. She's the CEO of the Wilderness Leadership School in KwaZulu-Natal. And uh, we're interested in finding out where it's at. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you so much for having me on the program. So, Cheryl, where do the um, wilderness trails take place uh, with regards to the leadership school for our listeners? Well, um, the wilderness leadership school still um, has its headquarters in KwaZulu-Natal, and I'm delighted to hear about your your trail and their experience. (laughs) Um, But conduct in wilderness areas throughout Southern Africa. Yeah, but um, primarily in Amphilozi because right. that is the iconic wilderness. You know, that yeah. is the wilderness that Yantea fought to um, secure as the first wilderness area in Africa. So it is pretty, pretty important as far as our, our portfolio is concerned. But we do conduct trails uh, in other areas in, in KwaZulu, in uh, Northwest Parks, and in, in Botswana. So so what you do is you conduct the trails not just for school kids, which was um, the, the school trail which I had the opportunity to experience, but um, I know that businesses can get involved, general public can go on a trail as well. Tell us about the differences. You're quite correct. Um, obviously, the, you know, the getting young people out, as, as you exactly have explained, it, is that life-changing experience is the, the thing that you'll never forget. So having young people experience that and and connecting to the natural environment is critical. But over the years, the, the application or the um, accessibility of trails to various activities has really grown. So we have trails as part of... Uh, business management courses, we have trails as part of MBAs, we have trails as part of therapy, um, people recovering or doing trails from a a health and wellness point of view. And um, in this time, this mental mental health being so critical and mental health uh, in nature as part of a holistic wellness uh, opportunity is huge. So there's no... There's no specific group that is excluded. Let's put it this way. So the, the trails are called Leave No Trace Trails. Tell us exactly what that means. And then if I was, I mean, and Dosh and Zai and Zelma and I were just talking about it off and we were saying, we need to all go and just do one of these hikes. So if people were just saying, listening to this conversation and saying, wow, 
I'd like to go on this trail. What is the experience that they would have? If it is a leave no trace trail, what is the experience that they would have? The trails are conducted in a wilderness area, which by their definition means that there is nothing there that is is man-made. So we make quite sure that we leave nothing that is man-made. So your camping, um, such as it is, would not be with any structure. It would be completely devoid of any impact on that area. So you would walk in a pristine a pristine wilderness space where you won't encounter any, any other person. And um, whatever you do there, so not even a twig is snapped, not a boulder is moved. It is literally existing in a, in a pristine wild area. Obviously, the Umfalozi Game Reserve is renowned for its rhinos. But I might, I, if I remember correctly, or maybe it was on another trail, but I do remember going with a guide and him saying, if you see a lion, you have to stand still, don't run. Are there lions there? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. big fire territory. Um, and if you, you remember the name of your guide, because that was no, quite interesting. Um, but, yeah. We've got guides that have been with us for um, our senior guide, Mandla Bortelezi, has in fact been with the organization, trained with uh, with Ian Player. All of, all of our guides have in fact been selected by Ian Player um, over the years. And uh, they're all trained. They're probably, well, they are arguably the benchmark for wilderness walking guides in on the continent, I'll go so far as to say. And um, you are walking with big game. You're walking with, with potentially in a potentially dangerous situation, but under the under the guidance of these incredibly well trained people who do know exactly what to instruct you to do in any mm-hmm. in any situation that you that you should encounter. So, Cheryl, obviously COVID has impacted and now is the time for us to start arguing for people to get out into spaces like this where it is a much safer environment with regards to the virus because you are out in the open. You are in many ways social distancing merely by the nature of how one walks on a trail. Exactly, exactly. It is yeah, it is the safest the, the safest um, the safest activity to be out um, in in a in a wild area in a natural area. Obviously, we have developed very strict protocols that are unique to our type of operation. Even even though it is outside and and camping is is out in the open air, so we have developed this with medical doctors. Um, we're comfortable that we we have that covered, but. Um, Yes, so we we are we we are taking trails. We our trails are very limited now because of people's restricted movements, and of course our international uh, trailers that come out uh, at this well November and in the early part of next year have all of course um, been been stopped from coming on trail. So that has left um, the school in a little position. Wait, sorry, Cheryl, okay. you're going to have to pull a little bit closer to your phone. You seem to be. Uh, oh, have I? Yeah, sorry. And there. Yeah. So we are we are developing other programs that we we are doing with the guides because they're not fully uh, fully capacitized at the moment on trails. Yeah. 
Cheryl, if people do want to get involved, maybe they want to go on a wilderness trail. I mean, frankly, if we're not allowed onto the beaches, then maybe we need to be going onto a wilderness trail. Although I imagine that Umfalozi in this weather in December must be pretty damn hot. It will, it will. It, it can be very hot. You know, the weather is changing and we don't, it's quite hard to anticipate. But um, we also adapt to that. So you walk in the early mornings and you walk in the later afternoons and just exist uh, next to a river during the day, which is mm. still pretty amazing and safe. Yeah. So, yes, you can. Um, you could go onto our website and, and, and have a look and make a booking directly onto the website which yeah. is wildernesstrails.org.za. Wildernesstrails.org.za. Cheryl, finally, I imagine that the work that you are doing, because your guides are not necessarily all guiding at the moment, I imagine that this is a good time to do a bit of um, data research, etc., particularly conservation at this time. Absolutely. And, you know, we have... It's been amazing because the guides themselves came uh, in during lockdown while they were unable, because we were unable to go into the parks at that time as well. Um, It was almost a perfect storm of having the capacity of these amazing guides who have these skills to to just exist in the wilderness areas. The fact we didn't have trails, the fact that um, the parks that we we are in had need of assistance in terms of of the poaching that unfortunately started to escalate. And uh, the guides came up with a very incredibly valuable program, which is essentially a a priority species monitoring program, looking after rhino, elephant, wild dog, and assisting the anti-poaching units within these parks. Yeah. Um, to provide a surveillance and um, and a backup to their very, very, very stressed anti-poaching units. Cheryl so, Curry, thank you so much are. for joining us. That's the CEO of the Wilderness Leadership School. Go onto the website, wildernesstrails.org.za. Certainly they are needing as much support as they can, and I can attest all those years ago, to what an experience the Wilderness Leadership Trail was, the school trail was that I went on many, many years ago. I would definitely do it again. And I think it's a wonderful thing to do with a team of people. Maybe you just uh, want to work together as a team, spend some time out in the open together as a team. Well worth every single minute. Over 70,000 people have been on the trail, the Wilderness Leadership School, when it was initially founded by Makubu Ntobela and Dr. Ian Play many years ago, 723.